Hello, welcome to Mr. Sorensen's weekly world history podcast. We're going to be beginning our unit on ancient Rome, which by the way is my favorite unit. And so we're going to look at the uh, legend of the founding of Rome. And the legend of the founding of Rome is going to hopefully help explain why the Romans did some of the things they did and how they were so confident and um, also why they love violence and war so much too. So, the story is the legend of Romulus and Remus. Every ancient culture had a story about its origin. Rome was no exception. The thing about those stories is that most of them, if not all, were just legends. As legends, their reality is in question. The lack of supporting evidence makes us unsure if the events actually took place or not. Though the truth may be lost forever, we should not discount those stories. They give us a theory on how everything began. So here's the legend about Rome. A long time ago, there was a small country called Alba Longa. Numitor was the king of this small country. One day, Amulus, Numitor's evil brother, decided to become king himself. He staged an overthrow and sent Numitor into exile. After claiming the throne successfully, Amulus turned his focus on Rhea Silva, Numitor's daughter. Amulus was not afraid of Rhea Silva, but he was afraid of the children she could have when she married. He thought that the children would be a big threat. They could seek revenge and overthrow him because they wanted to be king. How horrible would that be? As Amulus pondered a solution, a great idea came to mind. He could, take, he could make his niece a priestess to the god of Vestal, goddess of Vestal. As a priestess, she could never get married and have children. Without the children, he would have nothing to worry about. Pleased with the idea, he saw to it right away. He forced Rhea Silva to take a vow and become a priestess to the goddess of Vestal. He had her living in a temple. For a while, the plan seemed to be working, and Amulus had, as Amulus had hoped. Then an unexpected thing happened. Mars, the god of war, visited Rhea Silva in the temple. The two fell in love. Several months later, Rhea Silva gave birth to twin boys. When Amulus heard the news, he was very mad. He did not like surprises. To control the damage, he gave out two orders. The first was to put his niece in prison. The second was to put the babies in a basket and throw the whole thing into the river Tiber. Amulus thought he had everything taken care of this time. He was happy again. Unknown to him, the babies didn't die. The current washed the basket ashore. Once it reached dry land, a she-wolf, or a female wolf, came and nurtured the two boys with her milk. She stayed and looked after them for quite some time. Then a sh shepherd named Faustalus found the two boys. He brought them home. He and his wife adopted them. They named the twins Romulus and Remus. Years went by. The twins grew up healthy and strong. They became shepherds like Faustalus. One day... Remus had a fight with another group of shepherds. He lost and was sent to face those shepherds' boss, Numitor. When Numitor saw Remus, he noticed how unusual the young man was. He asked him a lot of questions. Before long, Numitor realized that this young man was not an ordinary shepherd. He was his grandson. After a tearful reunion, he told Romulus and Remus what happened all those years ago. Upon hearing of Romulus's devious acts, Romulus and Remus were very mad. They vowed to seek revenge and overthrow their great uncle. True to their words, they did exactly that. 
They killed Amulus and they restored Numitor to his rightful to rightful king of Alba Longo. Romulus and Remus stayed with their grandfather in Alba Longo for a while, but they got bored. They decided to go back to the place where Faustulus had found them and build a city there. As the construction was underway, Romulus and Remus argued over the height of the city walls. Romulus thought the walls were fine. Remus disagreed. He insisted they were too low. The two bickered and fought. In the midst of the argument, Remus jumped over the walls to prove his point. Romulus was furious. He did not like to be mocked or teased. He charged towards his twin brother and killed him on the spot. With Remus gone, Romulus became the sole ruler of the new city that stood over seven hills. He named it after himself. He called it Rome. The year, according to legend, was 753 B.C. In the early days of Rome, its citizens were an undesirable bunch. As outlaws and fugitives, they were the residents that no other city would take. Romulus, however, did not care. He invited them to stay. Soon after they settled in, they noticed the city had more men than women. To solve the problem, Romulus decided to steal ribbon women from the Sabines, a tribe living nearby. He organized a festival and asked the Sabines to come and celebrate with his people. When the Sabines arrived, the Romans abducted their women. This daring act made the Sabine men very angry. They went back and prepared for war. As the two sides collided, the abducted women stepped in. They pleaded with men on both sides to make peace. Their words worked. The war stopped. The Romans, Romans and the Sabines united. Romulus and Titus Tatius, the Sabine king, ruled the new nation together several years together. And Titus Tatius died. After that, Romulus governed alone for about three decades, 30 years. The rumor had it that Romulus did not die of old age. He merely disappeared in a violent storm on February 17, 717 B.C. The Romans, be Romans believed that he was taken up to heaven on that day and made a god. They began to worship him under the new name Quirinus, Quirinus to show their respect. They had a festival in his honor once a year on February 17. The they called the festival Critronalia. Now you know the legend of Romulus and Remus. So that's the story of the legend of the founding of Rome when you had a brother killing another brother. Um, and in the end, Rom Romulus wins. And so the city is named after him. I hope you enjoyed the story. Thank you.